To international news now, the US President Joe Biden has today put the Houthis back on a global list of terrorist groups as they continue to target ships passing through the Red Sea. The Houthis, a political and military movement that control much of Yemen, have been attacking vessels since November. The group, which is supported by Iran, says it will continue the attacks until Israel ceases its military activity in Gaza. Last week, Defence Minister Judith Collins and Foreign Affairs Minister Winston Peters expressed New Zealand's support for a US-led military response to the attacks, which includes striking Houthi targets in Yemen and uh, in a bid to ward off the Red Sea attacks. They say the supply chain disruptions caused by the conflict near the Suez Canal will hit New Zealanders in the pocket and threaten our national security. Joining us now is Otago University International Relations Professor Robert Patman. Tēnā Things don't appear to be slowing down at all in this particular part of the conflict, despite those attacks. Morena, uh, Charlotte, uh, no, the attacks seem to be... If, it, if the United States and the UK um, anticipated that their massive strikes against the Houthis Friday last week would deter them, we've subsequently learned that's not the case. And uh, there is a real danger here of escalating tit-for-tat violence. It's complicated. and New Zealand last week said that they support this military attack on on the Houthis. Mm. Why are we getting involved in this particular tit-for-tat sort of attack? New Zealand um, is a trading nation. We trade with more than 100 countries and we rely on international law and indeed an international legal order and also the free flow of goods. So we believe strongly in the freedom of navigation um, so in that sense, um, attacks by groups like the Houthis, the Shia um, Houthi rebels who are backed by Iran, uh, they operate in the Yemen. Um, the reason these rebels are carrying out these strikes is to register their discontent with the uh, continuation of the conflict in Gaza. New Zealand does find itself in a slightly contradictory position here. Because while it's consistent support uphold to support actions which uphold the freedom of navigation, that's absolutely true. On the other hand, we have also supported twice in the UN General Assembly on the 27th of October and the 13th of December, uh, we supported for immediate humanitarian truce or ceasefire. And of course, the thing that's really escalating this conflict is the ongoing conflict in Gaza. And it's predictable that with nearly more than tw- close to 24,000 Palestinians dead, um, with more than 10,000 children killed as a result, uh, that Israel's disproportionate response to the Hamas terrorist attack of the 7th of October is generating enormous tensions in the region. So, in a sense, it's important, in a sense, that New Zealand, I believe, renews its call to the United States to rethink its policy and bring about an immediate ceasefire. That would be one way of, I think, de-escalating the situation. It's not a question of giving in to the Houthis. It's a question of doing what is strategically the right thing in the Gaza Strip. I mean, I'm no geopolitical expert by any means, but if I, if you look at this from a layman's point of view, from a peace perspective, the US is blocking the ceasefire, but the US is yeah. also attacking the people that want a ceasefire 
and New Zealand is somehow caught up in the middle of that. Wouldn't it just be simpler if everyone got on the same page and didn't sit on yeah, both I, sides of the coin? I think you pinpointed a crucial dilemma here in New Zealand's approach. Um, we, If we are going to support, um, and I think we should, uh, the principles of freedom of navigation and uh, maritime security, we also need to speak quite forcefully, I believe, in calling upon the United States and the UK to support an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. Uh, those principles are consistent, but remaining relatively quiet on the ceasefire issue while simply responding to those who are protesting, albeit through violent means, against the absence of a ceasefire seems to me to be less than coherent. It seems like a sort of sitting on the on the fence approach, which how likely is that to cause more unsettling or escalating tensions in, in the region in the Middle East? Well, it, it's doing nothing to dampen it down. These tit-for-tat exchanges between the US, the UK and, and the Houthis, uh, and let's be quite clear, the Houthis and their Iranian backers may have other agendas other than the welfare of the Palestinian people. And they will take advantage. In a sense, the fact that the United States has three times vetoed a ceasefire in Gaza has given the Iranians an opportunity, uh, and their allies, um, the axis of resistance, as they call them, to, in a sense, assert their own interests in the Middle East. They shouldn't be given that opportunity. Their ring space should be reduced by, in my view, attacking or addressing the core issue, which is to bring about an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. The situation in Gaza is uh, catastrophic. More than close to a a million Palestinians are now facing starvation. This has got to stop. And uh, the United States needs, I think, to take a really clear view of what its long-term interests here. Long-term interests are for enhanced Israeli security, but also a clear pathway for Palestinian self-determination statehood. And that's what America says it wants. I'm not quite sure at the moment uh, the means are fitting or relating closely to the ends. Tēnā Professor Patman. Uh, thank you for that analysis. That was Otago University International Relations Professor Robert Patman on the Houthis and the ongoing and increasing tensions in the Middle East. It's 20 minutes past seven.